it can all come together. We can all work together and create our own community of people that are really, really, really what become the heart and soul of these cities. Absolutely. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to the Nuga Bell podcast. I am here with my friend Sarah Jane Gates of Legit Sarah Jane. You've probably seen her bounce around Instagram in the last couple months. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so you're relatively new to Chattanooga, aren't you? Very. We've been here just now like seven months. Wow. So mm-hmm. how did you end up in Chattanooga? Where are you from originally? Originally from Palm Beach County in South Florida, uh, about an hour north of Miami. And um, my husband was born there and I've been there since I was 12. So we spent most of our lives there and knew that we wanted to get married and we're ready to settle down and find a house with a yard big enough for our dogs and couldn't find anything that would work. So he made the suggestion via text message from work one day, why don't we look about 40 minutes north? And I said, if we're going to live 40 minutes from everybody we know and love, we might as well live in North Carolina. Um, Fast forward six weeks, we had already decided we were moving, had spent half a day in Chattanooga, um, started looking at houses and bought our house, moved and eloped a week after we got here, all in a six week <laughs> period from a maybe we might move somewhere to living here now permanently. Wow. Married and everything. Married and everything. Wow. I am super impressed by people who are able to do that because as much as I moved in my life growing up, nothing was ever like that. It was super planned, super calculated, like took four to six months for everything to happen. So I have like utmost respect. For people who can make like big life changes like that and just be like, what do you think about this? Well, it's funny because in my past life, which is sort of how I look at it now, um, having been in Chattanooga for seven months and had such a shift in our lifestyle. Now, when I look back at the time that I spent in Palm Beach County, I love my friends. I had a great life. I was very, very happy there and had never even considered leaving. But now that we've been here, when I remember my time there, It's actually funny the way that I I sort of look at it. It's almost like when you binge watch a TV show for eight eight seasons, right? So you watch it really, really fast and you see it all and you feel like you're really involved for years and years and years, but it still feels sort of distant. That's how it feels when I look back at my time in Palm Beach County. Interesting. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like we should have been here all along, but we needed all of that to get us here. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've been telling myself a lot lately is that God has a plan for everything. Sometimes it takes a little bit for it to get there. And then when you get there, you look back and like you were saying, I needed all of this to get to where I am today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that the different lifestyles between West Palm and uh, Tennessee. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, first of all, um, I'm wearing a leather jacket. So <laughs> that's that's a big one. Um, Could wear that in West Palm. It's cold. Uh, or chilly. And I actually really like it. I didn't know that I would because I don't love to be cold. And I always used to joke that whenever I'd go skiing or whatever, I could only go for four or five days before I need to go home and defrost. <laughs> um, so I feel that. But now I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's not as hard to dress for as I thought it would be. And there are a lot of really cute boots. Oh, yeah. So I, I have a problem. My entire uh, huge section of the floor in our closet is now covered in multiple kinds and styles of boots. You and my mother would be best friends. My <laughs> mama has a boot obsession. I didn't even know that I <laughs> needed boots, let alone would like them so much. But um, I'm having a lot of fun accessorizing here. Uh, but separate from that, uh, the people are different. I and, and my husband alike, because we had been there basically our whole lives, we had a great circle of friends. Um, but people in general were not as kind. That's that's really the only way that I can describe the people of Chattanooga. I have not met a single person who isn't just straight up kind mm-hmm. and genuinely cares about your well-being and if you're happy or if you need something or what they can do to support you. And unfortunately, in Palm Beach County, it's a lot more competitive. And I don't know if it's 
location or upbringing or what it is, but it just seems like there's a lot more people who are focused on what you can give to them and aren't interested in supporting you in return. And in the same respect, um, there's a lot of keeping up with the Joneses and, and that kind of lifestyle. And while we didn't necessarily subscribe to that, um, it's all around you and mm-hmm. you can't get away from it. And, you know, it just, it is what it is. And we're just happy to be here, slower pace where we can be on our terms. Um, we don't have any of those obligatory relationships where it's like, oh, I have to go to this birthday party because I've known this person since they were 12. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're really enjoying making friends and setting new ba- new boundaries with those friendships and really just living on our own terms. It's super nice. I love the like pace of life here. I grew up in Metro Atlanta and I always imagined myself like moving back there after like I lived in Atlanta for a while and then we moved to Philadelphia and I went to high school up in Philadelphia and I always told myself I'm going to move back to Atlanta. So when I was looking at jobs, I was like trying to go back to Atlanta and then I got an amazing opportunity here, took it, haven't regretted it for a minute. Like every time I go down to Atlanta, I'm like, I am so glad I'm not dealing with this right now. Well, and look at you. You're thriving here in Chattanooga. Trying to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're doing a great job. You were one of the first people I heard about. And then I met you not too long after that and already had a good idea of who you were because there's a buzz about you. Oh, <laughs> I hope it's a good buzz. It is. <laughs> it is. No lie. I have made more friends in Chattanooga on Instagram than I have any other way. Yeah. Well... I would say that I have two, if you can count the fact that the first person that I met here was through Instagram and literally every single other person that I know in this town, I was introduced to by Miss Maggie Tate. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I believe it though. That's how we met. Yeah. Yep. I believe it. Yeah. Oh Which my is gosh. funny because she and her husband Bruce are transplants too. So mm-hmm. just in the little over a year that they've been here, they've created an enormous following and, and mm-hmm. circle of friends and if they're friends with you, then we're going to be instant friends because yeah. you're such good judges of people. Good, good company. Yeah. Um, speaking of, you just helped out with uh, Maggie's husband's conference. Is that right? Yeah, Gig City Elixir. How, how was that? I followed your Instagram adventures a little bit, but how was that? It was absolutely fantastic. I have been involved in a lot of event planning, um, mostly on the charity side, but also on the corporate side. And I've been involved in a lot of things like this, but I've never worked with such a small team because Mm -hmm. it actually ended up being, so it was Bruce's pipe dream um, that turned into a reality very quickly because he knows how to cast a vision like no one I've ever seen. You pair that with Maggie who can literally do anything in the world Mm -hmm. and is great at it. Maggie, you're a magician. If you're listening to this, you're a magician. (laughs) We love you. (laughs) And, um, And the one thing that's fantastic about both of them is that if they don't know how to do it, they'll find the people who do. And so, um, so they also brought on, uh, Brett Wise, who is a local guy who works with Bruce very closely and, um, is a DJ and he emceed the whole thing for us and was a huge part of planning. And then they brought me in at the very end to, I guess, sort of fill in the blanks on the event side. Uh, I had no idea what Elixir was. I now know that it's computer code and that's how you um, create all I'd these apps and programs. It, I'd always heard Elixir used as like a potion or like magic beverage. So when I first saw it, I was like, are we getting another bar? <laughs> well, and to that same point, uh, we partnered with uh, Chattanooga Whiskey to mm-hmm. have our event for our, we had a food truck event over at their event center and they created an elixir elixir for us. Oh and my it gosh. was fantastic. <laughs> oh, it was sure. so good. There were like 15 different kinds of bitters and peppers and all sorts of stuff. And it was fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, the, the event went off great. We are already planning for 2019. This awesome. was the first event that any of us had ever done at this level, um, let alone together. And we got mad props from everyone and we're We never could have pulled it off without our partners, which Mm -hmm. are all local brands, because even though I haven't been here more than, you know, seven, eight months, um, this feels like home. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always trying to support the local businesses as much as possible. And thankfully, Bruce and Maggie and Brett are completely on the same page with that. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I love about Chattanooga is like, we love our city and we love supporting brands from our city. Like I have even found myself like, if it's outside of Tennessee, even, I'm just kind of like, mm. I'll be right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of how I've gotten. But I tr- 
try not to be like super closed off because I love anything that comes from the South, but like there are things that I've gotten to a point where I'm just like, but are you local? <laughs> right. Or local-ish. Local-ish. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Local-ish. Right. right. Anything that is small business um, speaks to my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how I've gotten to be. I guess that's a more accurate way to say it is working in the small business community, you get to appreciate how like everything works and operates and comes together. So props to small biz people. Yeah. Yes. All right, let's play with my jar. Let's do it. Yes. I've heard a lot about this jar and I'm excited that you have new questions because some of the other questions I may not have wanted to answer. Yeah, it, it, was, it was time for new questions. I'd been talking about it for like five episodes. I was like, I need to put some new colors and questions in here. So I finally did. And they're very colorful. They are. I like these. They're more like tropical. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so if you've been listening to the podcast, you know what the jar is. But for new listeners, uh, this is my mason jar full of colorful pieces of paper with fun questions and topics of conversation. And we're just going to draw a few and talk about them. So I got this pink one. At the holidays, I'm always sipping on. Oh, well, that's a tough one this year because um, my body, at the second I turned 32, I'm now 34, but at 32, my body said, uh, you don't like alcohol anymore or you can like it, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> so I actually quit drinking So I'm excited to sort of figure out what that's like. I can tell you I am 100% over water and anything with no flavor because that's pretty much my go-to is decaf coffee or water. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping to maybe come up with some mocktails. Uh, We usually host a Christmas party, but we don't have enough friends yet. So so we'll be figuring out what that looks like, but definitely something festive. Mm -hmm. Cranberry maybe, uh, maybe something with some mint. Mm, always yeah. hot chocolate always always hot chocolate i have some recipes that i'll share with you please do off air because they're not super publicized on the blog yet but they're coming soon Ooh! so i'll share this with you off air uh for me my dad and i are big on bourbon mm-hmm. uh so he does what he calls a frisky which is fresca and whiskey Oh, yes. See, that's my problem is I still love the way it tastes Mm -hmm. and whiskey and bourbon were my jam. Yep. So whenever we do talk about like Chattanooga whiskey, like I'll still, I'll taste it. I got to taste it because I miss it, but it doesn't like me back. Yeah. So I do not look forward to that point in my life because I'm the same way. Like I love bourbon. Um, So my dad does the frisky, the fresca and whiskey. Um, I love a good old fashioned. Mm Mm-hmm. I uh, love mint juleps, but it's not really mint julep season. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a spring-summer thing. Yep. Let's wait for some seersucker. Yes. And, like, big floppy hats. Yes. Um, And I love good, just, like, homemade hot chocolate. Yes. My mom makes it with milk, like, on the mm, stove. Me too. Like, straight from a pan with the actual chocolate powder and sugar. Yep. And then full-size marshmallows, mm-hmm. which I love. My guilty pleasure. I hope... Hope they do it again this year. So Clumpies, if you're listening, (laughs) they did a hot chocolate bar last year with milk, hot chocolate, and white hot chocolate, and homemade marshmallows, and like all the toppings. Oh my goodness. And that homemade marshmallow was like the size of a tennis ball. And it just like melted and oozed all over my hot chocolate. Oh my goodness. Please, Clumpies, please, for the love of all that is holy, please do that again this year. Yeah. And then invite us to the opening so that we can eat and drink all of it. Yes. All of it. 1000%. (laughs) So I will say an old fashioned or hot chocolate. Love it. All right. You go. All right. So I am always going to go for blue. So, ooh, my ideal brunch spread includes. Ooh. Why don't you go first this time? My ideal brunch spread is start with a biscuit mm-hmm. with either a seasonal jam or apple butter. Oh, I love apple butter. I do too. Um, and then some type of egg. I prefer mine scrambled with cheese. And then whatever your meat of choice is. Bacon, duh. I usually go for bacon. Every <laughs> now and then I'll do sausage. I'll do both. Sometimes you got to do both, but you can't not have that at least one strip of bacon. That's true. <laughs> um, and I love grits. Mm, I am just learning to like grits, even though like I grew up, my dad always ate grits and whatever. I don't think maybe they were prepared quite the way they should have been. Um, Cause I also don't love oatmeal. 
and I feel like they're pretty much made the same. So, Similarly, um, yeah. But I just had some of the best grits I've ever had in my life at Public House just a Ooh, couple days ago. I, oh, I love Public House. Yeah, they come with the, the pork tenderloin. Mm-hmm. And, oh my gosh, it was so good. I actually have some in my fridge, so I'm probably going to eat it for dinner when I get home today. Nice. <laughs> uh, yes, I love cheese grits. Yes. Um, my mom only makes them with milk and just a ton of cheese. That's awesome. So yes, biscuit with some type of jam or apple butter, scrambled eggs with cheese, bacon and or sausage, and a nice big bowl of cheese grits. Nice. And a nice cup of coffee. Yeah, I love coffee. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, you didn't answer. Oh, okay. Um, so me, brunch. Brunch brings back like stressful memories because in Palm Beach County, brunch is code for how many mimosas can I drink before noon mm-hmm. and then go to a club during the day. So, oh. <laughs> so it's not necessarily it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just I feel really old. Like I just don't think I can hang anymore. Mm. So I'm learning the art of sophisticated brunch. Yes. <laughs> and um and it typically is just a variation on my favorite food group, which is breakfast. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I can't eat gluten. Aww. And I don't eat dairy because it, like alcohol, decided at 32 years old not to like me back. So um, for me, it's like bacon, two eggs over medium because I like the yolk. I like mm-hmm. to dip in there with some Udi's bread. Okay. Um, oh, that stuff is good. It is really good. And tons of fruit. So mm-hmm. I love anything fruit. Um if I can, like, have more than just melon, then berries are my go-to. Yes. Other than that, really, that those are my, those are my like, favorite things. If my mom was making brunch, I would get bonus points because my mom's version is uh, potato pancakes, like homemade potato pancakes. Ooh, yum. And instead of applesauce or sour cream, we actually put syrup on them. Oh. And bacon. And then yum. she does homemade fried apples. And so the bacon actually gets like the salty, smoky bacon flavor dipped in the syrupy nonsense from the apples, the cinnamony fun syrup and regular maple syrup. And it just becomes this menagerie of bliss. Oh, man. So, yeah. My my parents were just here and I'm like, Mom, will you please make fried apples? (laughs) That sounds delicious, though. It's so good. Oh, man. So good. Right. I made pumpkin waffles a few weeks ago, and those mm. were pretty good. So we don't have a Trader Joe's close, and no. I love Trader Joe's. But Trader Joe's has a gluten-free pumpkin mix that you can make muffins or pancakes or waffles with. And you can actually make them with just water or with milk or with milk and an egg. And they, like, take on di- different textures. And I swear I used to make the a ton of the pancakes and then I just pop them in the freezer and do them like Eggo style in the morning and they didn't need syrup or anything. They were so good. That's a life hack for like anything. Cause I do that when I make pancakes and waffles, mm-hmm. I make a whole bunch and then save them and freeze them and then toast them in the morning. Yes. So good. Oh my gosh. I did that in college all the time. One of my family's holiday traditions. Mm. Um, Thanksgiving. We always just do dinner with everyone. We don't really have a Thanksgiving tradition. For Christmas, though, we always, yeah, Christmas, we always have a party before candlelight Christmas service at church. Mm-hmm. And then we come home and watch a Christmas story at least twice. Oh, wow. Because TBS does the 24 hours of Christmas story marathon. And everybody's probably napping halfway through, so that's the only way they can get the mm-hmm. full movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we watch. A Christmas story after church and then go to bed and actually no I can think of one but we do this for every like major holiday every we, and it started at Christmas and then we decided we liked it so we spread it to all the other holidays but we do cinnamon rolls for breakfast oh yeah and last year I got my dad a waffle iron for Christmas so we did cinnamon rolls and cooked them in the waffle iron. I've seen that. I actually asked for a waffle iron two years ago for Christmas so that I can do that and I have never taken it out of the box. You definitely need to do it because it works. Okay. And then you use the, like, frosting or whatever as, mm-hmm. and you, like, drizzle that over. <gasps> oh. My dad was, like, the happiest person in the world. I bet. When we were, like, opening presents on Christmas morning last year, I was like, Dad, you need to go first, and that's the one you need to open. And he kind of gave me this look, and then he opened it, and he was like, <gasps> does this mean we get to do what I think we get to do for breakfast? And I was like, yes, Dad. <laughs> so no presents for anyone for the next... 
37 minutes. We need to make breakfast and enjoy it. That's pretty much what happened. Right. (laughs) Thankfully, everybody's old enough that they can choose food over presents for at least a little while. Yes. (laughs) But we did. And cinnamon roll waffles, they work. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll have to try it. Yes, you definitely should. What about y'all? Okay. So my favorite family tradition, when I was young, I spent a lot of time um, on stage. I, I was very involved in musical theater. And so I usually had a program or a rehearsal or something in the summers. And we didn't get to do like summer family trips. So as I was growing up, we would always do Christmas on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that was because it, we could fly out Christmas Day and be gone for the week through New Year's. And it was a lot cheaper to fly. Mm-hmm. And um, because it was Christmas Day, everybody was already where they needed to be. And a lot of times we would get bumped up to first class because there was nobody on the flight. So that was one of my favorite growing up Christmas traditions. But because we always did Christmas Eve, that has translated into my adulthood too. And we've now made it, when I went to college, I stayed local, but I lived in the dorms and a lot of my friends couldn't afford to go back home. So we started what my parents called Orphan Christmas. And anybody who we knew or was staying home from school or for school or whatever, my mom and my dad and I, we cooked and we had put up as many tables as we could fit and just had a huge Christmas Eve dinner with all of my friends and my grandparents. And it was just a lot of fun because over the years it went from like, I think we might've had 10 or 15 people the first year, but, um, by, by the end of it, we would have, you know, 30 people. And because they're, they were doing family stuff on Christmas. They didn't have plans on Christmas Eve. So it was really a good way to get everybody together and have that meal and enjoy that. And um, we did always open presents on Christmas morning, but my aunt started a tradition where you open one present and my mom took that and ran with it to the point that I would get to open one present and it was always pajamas. Mm -hmm. And so you slept in those pajamas. And to this day, I still do the tradition. And my husband actually proposed to me when I was in my Christmas pajamas in March. Oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) Because I still wear them throughout the whole year. Well, why not? They're so cozy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. All right, go ahead. All right, another blue one. I love, I love, orange. I love learning about other people's holiday traditions. I know. They it give makes, me ideas. <laughs> it makes me want to like do them all. Though I'm like, I want to come to your house. Can I come to your house? Oh, I want to do it with you too. <laughs> oh, my favorite meal growing up was funny. We were just talking about brunch. <laughs> yes, we were. I love love mac and cheese. I don't think I have like a very specific meal. Well, okay. If certain friends of mine are listening to this, they will call BS on me and say that my favorite meal growing up was chicken tenders, mac and cheese, and french fries. Because I was a very, very picky eater as a child. What is that? Every picky ch- child I've ever met, those are the three things they will eat. Because you, they're hard to screw up okay. and you can get them anywhere. Oh, yeah. Like every restaurant has chicken fingers and mac and cheese or french fries yep. on their kids' menu. Yep. I get it. I get it now. So, Christina, if you're listening to this, that was for you. Um, <laughs> if, if we're going in that route, I'll say chicken tenders, french fries, mac and cheese, something like that. But if we're talking home cooking, uh, mac and cheese, always, noticing a theme here. Um, but my mom used to make this really good um, chicken with like a like a Thai sauce, like a Thai peanut sauce. Mm, I think it's called a satay sauce, something like that. But it was super good. It was like, she would uh, marinate the chicken in like apple juice and whatever, and then grill it. And then the sauce was applesauce, peanut butter, soy sauce. And I I forget what else was in it. Maybe like a little bit of ginger and honey or something, but it was super good. Wow, that sounds amazing. And it was, yeah, that was one of my favorites. And then I love just like grilled ham, grilled pineapple mac and cheese. Yum. I love ham and pineapple together and I love ham and pineapple on pizza. I do too. That is people a... are like, you're so weird. And I'm like, that's why everybody makes it. Yeah. I'm the only one who eats it. No. <laughs> that's such a divisive topic though is pineapple on pizza. Mm-hmm. I had a friend in college who like would not eat pizza with me because I always got pineapple on pizza and he didn't like it. Some people are very picky. <laughs> <laughs> there's that theme again 
Well, we already talked about one of my favorite meals growing up, but we also have a family tradition that on your birthday, um, you get to pick a restaurant to go out to that weekend mm-hmm. and you get to pick what dinner my mom makes on your actual birthday. Mm-hmm. And for as many years as I can remember, it was either pork chops or pork tenderloin. Um, and she just does a little bit of olive oil and uh, not cinnamon. That would be weird. Um, <laughs> salt and pepper. And, but like coarse ground pepper mm-hmm. and then she bakes it. So it's still really moist and juicy, but gets that nice little crispy crust on mm-hmm. the outside. And she would make cheese mashed potatoes Ooh, yum! and, uh, and I would have it with applesauce. And from as long as I can remember, I think I was like eight or nine, the last memory or the first memory I have, I would actually put the piece of pork on my fork. And then wipe it through the mashed potatoes and through the applesauce. So I got all three oh. flavors. I think you're catching a theme here. Yep. I like all my food to be sort of mashed together. All the flavors at once. But those are all flavors that go very well together. Mm-hmm. I love pork and apples together. Like, what is it? Pork Wellington that's like all wrapped up together. And you've got like the apples and everything and like baked in the dough. Mm-hmm. That's super good. Have you seen on Pinterest where it's like you take a pork tenderloin and you slice it halfway down, but every sort of inch and you put a slice of apple. Yes. In it? I want to try it. I just haven't. I always forget mm-hmm. when I see all this stuff on Pinterest and I swear Pinterest was designed to make me feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> everything I see on Pinterest, I'm like, duh, why didn't I think of that? And then I don't remember it when it's time to use it. Same. (laughs) I just don't buy pork a lot for myself. I don't know why. I always buy chicken or ground turkey. Hmm. I just never think to buy pork. And then I think about it and I'm like, I should have bought that this week. I'll add it to my grocery list next week. And then I never do. I wonder why. Because it saves really well. Yeah. You can freeze it and leftovers are good because Mm -hmm. if you do it moist, it'll stay moist. It doesn't dry out like chicken. So, Hmm. hmm. Maybe we'll just have to have a little pork cook-off and yes. we'll, uh, we'll get some pork in your house. Yes, I need some. All right, <laughs> let's do one more each. Okay. I'll go for a blue one here. One snack I always keep at home. Oh. Apples and cheese. Apples and cheese? Always. Okay, how do you like to eat them though? Um, I slice my apples and then I slice my cheese and I eat them and I put the cheese on the apple like a cracker. Okay, so can I give you a, a try? Yes. I used to do the exact same thing, and then I found the microwave. So you do that, and then you pop it in the microwave for about 10 seconds, and the cheese melts on top of, mm. and I, so I call them apple nachos. Yes. But it does something different to the texture, because the apple sort of gets soft, and the cheese is melty instead of, like, bitey. Oh my gosh, so good. I'll try that next time. That's a, that's a really good thing to keep in the house though. I like mm-hmm. that. Good I time. love Honeycrisp apples, except they're more expensive. So I don't buy them unless they're right. on sale. And brie. Mm, I love brie cheese. I do I too. I think we talked about brie cheese the first time we met. We, we were might talking have. about all the different beautiful ways you can do it. Yes. Yes. And there's, I love brie. I love brie. It's so versatile. It is. There's and so that's much. what lactose pills are for, right? <laughs> like I buy them in bulk at Costco and they're with me all the time because I can't give up dairy. I just, it just doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, for me, snack-wise, well, my husband and I disagree. His <laughs> is salt and vinegar chips, and I don't hate them, but they're not my favorite. Um, Mine either. So I will only eat them if I am scavenging. But there is always something chocolate in our house. And I never thought of myself as like a chocoholic, but this is a monkey I can't get off my back. And I know I am just waiting until the day after Halloween when all the Halloween tiny candies because I don't buy whole whole bars anymore. I would just like break off a piece. But now I'm into like the mixed bag of Milky Way Midnights, which Ooh, I, those are so they're good. They're so good. And it's not that different. It's just dark chocolate, mm-hmm. but it's so much better. Dark chocolate just takes anything up a few notches. Yes. But I love the mix that's Milky Ways, Milky Way Midnights, um, Snickers, Twix and I think that might be it, but there might be like Kit Kats or something in there too. Did they ever do like a dark chocolate Snickers or am I making that up? I don't, I've never had one, but I would definitely try it. That, Absolutely. They would be super good. I will always go dark chocolate over white chocolate. White chocolate is like not majority. Yeah. Every time I eat a Snickers, I think about my high school calculus teacher because really? Snickers were his thing. Hmm. Like that was his guilty pleasure he always kept like fun size Snickers in his desk and 
he wrote his own word problems okay. on our test, and at least one word problem on every test was about a Snickers bar. Love that. So we have a candy jar at work for Halloween, and I ate a Snickers today, and I was like, this is for you, Doc. This is for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Which is so interesting, though, because we actually eat really healthy, because neither of us eat gluten, um, and I love to cook, and my mm-hmm. husband's a good cook, too. So we do a lot of, like healthy food for meals but when it comes to snacking we have it's no holds bar like <laughs> snacking is my downfall it and is. it always will be <laughs> it is my body is like you just want it so bad and i'm like but i had self-control what happened <laughs> i guess i don't i don't do self-control anymore <laughs> all right finish this off last question oh you know what can we do a different one? Because yeah. this is really close. To, it's what's my favorite food at the holidays. Oh, okay. So I feel like we've touched on yeah. that. Let's draw another one more. We'll do blue again. Okay. It kind of matches your nails. Oh, it does. Which they're white, but not with this blue next to it. They look very blue. They're like supposed to be a light gray. Oh. Oh, I kind of see it now. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they definitely look blue up next to blue stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Maybe... There it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Up next to the gray wall. They look gray. Okay, how do you drink your coffee? Um, Half a packet of stevia. Okay. And then a sp- like teaspoon of flavored creamer and a teaspoon of vanilla almond milk. Ooh. What flavor flavoring? Uh, It depends. Right now I have cinnamon roll flavored that I got at Aldi in like a giant jug. But my favorite favorite is the Coffee Mate Peppermint Mocha. Oh. The York Peppermint Patty one is my favorite. That one's good, too. It's so good. And the problem is then you drink, like, eight cups of coffee because it's so, so good, good. And then you can't sleep for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't even do caffeine. So, it's so for the most part, I just like my coffee black with sugar. Mm-hmm. I want to actually taste the coffee. But Maggie and I talk about this all the time. Um, with all the amazing coffee houses here in Chattanooga, it's hard to pick a favorite. Mm-hmm. But Kenny's, Kenny's Southside yes. has the best coffee in town, and it's just good coffee. Mm-hmm. It's really simple. It's not really acidic or bitey or any of the really technical coffee shop flavors, um, but it's a, such an easy drink. And mm-hmm. I like, because I drink decaf, I want to drink two or three cups at a time. So... That's my favorite place to get coffee. Yeah. I had breakfast there a couple of Saturdays ago before uh, TopCon, I think. And yeah, that was the first time I'd had their coffee. And I, again, I was right there with you. I wanted to drink like three cups of it. And I was like, no, if I drink more than one, I'm going to be like wired and I need to sleep tonight. Right. But (laughs) yeah, Kenny's is a place that I forget about. And I don't know why, because I drive by it all the time. I don't know But their food's so good. Yeah, so Kenny, the owner, was the sous chef over at St. John's and Meeting Place for okay. 11 years. And he is incredible. I mean, if you don't know St. John's and Meeting Place, it's those are like the top brow places to eat in mm-hmm. town. Uh, white table cloths, you know, beautiful service, really impeccably done. Extraordinary menus. Yes, and mind-blowing combinations. Just, it's really some of the best food in town. And Kenny decided he wanted to, to open this bre- breakfast and lunch spot and... Maggie introduced me to that too. And actually they catered breakfast for us um, for both days of our conference. Mm-hmm. And the next day we went for breakfast. <laughs> it is it is a problem. We are between the three or four of us, there we're there at least three times a week and know everyone on a first name basis. Oh my gosh. We it doesn't take long. Their biscuits are super Their good. Biscuits are so good. I gluten for those. Like I just give up and I'm like, I will just not feel good later because <laughs> And the, the, he has this amazing, like, I think it's strawberry jam, but I want to say that he makes it himself because he cures his own bacon and makes his own sausage and like everything is legitimately handmade. So I can't imagine that he would buy it, but the strawberry jam on one of his biscuits is life-changing. I'll have to try that next time. Last time I went, I got the fried chicken biscuit because my friend that I work with is a fried chicken biscuit connoisseur. Okay. And she goes around and like tries all the different fried chicken biscuits in town. And she had told me, you need to get Kenny's. And he does his with hot sauce and apple butter on it. 
and I usually don't do anything super hot mm -hmm. and I completely forgot to ask for the hot sauce on the side so I could kind of dip it my own discretion. So when it came out, I was like, oh God, I hope I'm going to be able to eat this because I have a very sensitive palate when it comes to spice. Probably because you ate French fries, macaroni, and yes. cheese, and plain chicken fingers for most yes. of your life. <laughs> Probably part of it. Um, but I took a bite of it, but kind of like braced myself for it. And it had really good flavor, but it wasn't really that spicy. And I was happy with that. I was like, well done. I yeah. liked it. And good then with everyone. And then with the apple butter on it, it kind of like balanced it out really well. And I was like, this is good. I'm going to have to add this to my rotation. Absolutely. It's like he takes your favorite foods and then he takes that to the next level. Mm -hmm. And he does things with food that I didn't know were possible. Like I can cook, but I would never put myself in the realm of like chef or any of that kind of stuff. I am a like cook. Lady. Yeah. I cook things. This man is an artist. Yes. And bonus points. One of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Aww. He is so genuinely kind. But then again, we're in Chattanooga. Yeah. And who isn't? So. Full circle here. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, that wraps up this edition of The Jar. And even though I just updated my questions, if you have any questions you would like to hear on this segment, leave me a review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. Or tweet at me. Or find me on Instagram and send it to me and I'll add it. Yeah, I love that. A little uh, listener input. Yeah. Also, I really want to do an Ask Me Anything episode. So if you have any questions or like things you're just dying to ask or you want to know about me or Chattanooga or Southern lifestyle or food or like why the sky is blue. Actually, I probably can't answer that. I'm not a scientist. But <laughs> I really want to do an AMA. So send me your questions if you have any. I am definitely going to put some questions together for that. Yes. yes. I have like... Seven or eight now, but yeah. I really want to get more. So send me send me your questions for an AMA. I'll do that as a special bonus episode. Nice. Maybe we'll do it from Kenny's. Yes, we should do that. <laughs> we should. Let's act. Yes, I, I are, have already done a photo shoot there. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just add to the repertoire of of Kenny's brilliance. Yes, they're getting a lot of good PR from us. They are. <laughs> You're welcome, Kenny. <laughs> um. So kind of in a similar vein. Um. One of the things that you're really putting a lot of like passion and effort into in Chattanooga in the short time you've been here is bringing together influencers. And that is a thing that as an influencer or an influencer wannabe or whatever, I really love and I love what you're doing. So can you talk a little bit about your background in that and the work you did in West Palm and how you're doing all that in chat? Um, so like I said, we moved pretty quickly, but my background originally is in startups. I've done almost 30 startups since I was 19. I started my first company when I was 19. What was that company? Um, that one was actually a multi-level. It's Young Living Essential Oils and I'm still with the company and still- Wait, you started that? No, no, no. I, that was the first company I was oh, in. That, oh, Like okay. my own thing. Like, right. That was the first thing that I ever- Gotcha. to build build a business of my own. I was going to say, my God, yeah. I have a celebrity in my apartment. No. Oh, my gosh. You, no. My shirt would have sleeves, okay? <laughs> Let's be real. No, that's Gary and Mary Young. Um, but that was the first, like, okay, I want to work for myself. I want to build a business. And I'm still with the company, have been for many, many years. I actually don't talk about it very much, but... Um, but I, I studied like crazy and I got really into it and I love it. And it's something that is a passionate hobby of mine. But building the business um, wasn't what I wanted to do long term. And so I have done everything from the second business I started was called This Magic Moment. And it was a corporate event planning company. Okay. Uh, I loved it. It was great. And then all of my girlfriends got wind of it and decided that I was going to be their wedding planner. <laughs> And then I was way too nice and I said, this will be your wedding gift. So instead of making any money, I just got really frustrated and um, probably taken advantage of quite a bit on my because of my own doing. But I still have always had a, had a passion for events and bringing people together and celebrating the beautiful things that make life life, um, making special moments. And so I stayed in startups. I did ramp ups and helped a lot of friends start their companies and partnered with businesses. And since then, I 
went into corporate corporate sales and did sales training for a global company uh, for about a year and was a leader in that and loved it. Uh, and from there, I learned really amazing communication skills. And so I actually decided that I was going to be really passionate about it. And I became a networking and communication expert. Mm-hmm. And I started traveling and speaking and training everything from C-suite executives down to um, individuals just doing one-on-one coaching on how to use great communication skills to bridge the various gaps that exist in our lives. And for the most part, my business clients, it was bridging the gap communication-wise between those upper-level management executives that were from like our parents' generation with their new millennial employees. And helping those conversations to, to work better to help everybody to see each other's side and things like that. And I just fell in love with the idea of bridging gaps. And my business was doing great. And then we decided to move here and I knew I wanted a slower pace socially, but I didn't want to give up everything that I had done there because I was just sort of getting into the influencer market. I was probably the bottom of the barrel um, when it came to influencer events, but I had amazing friends that were like, come, you're going to love this. You're going to be great. This is awesome. And when we moved away, I wasn't ready to give that up. And I noticed that there wasn't a market for influencers here to get involved and get together and support local businesses. It wasn't intuitive. Right. It was happening. But like you would you would talk about a restaurant and then somebody else would talk about another restaurant and this person would be doing this and that person would be doing that. And so I took some of the ideas of things that we had done in West Palm and I said, I really want to just get everybody together. Let's some of those those blogger friends of mine are some of the best friends that I have. I mean, one of one of the girlfriends of mine, her name's Crystal, she runs Eat Palm Beach and she's got bazillion followers, but she's a dear friend of mine. And it's not because of anything other than People are people. And Mm -hmm. so like, let's get together. What is a better way for me to make friends than to reach out to like-minded people and support things that I'm passionate about, like local businesses and big cities? Anybody can go to the Albuquerque and go to Applebee's, right? But I want to have the best taco I've ever had in a place I never would have found without you. Right. So... I created this event and I reached out to a friend of mine that um, that owns the Chatty Wagon, Aaron and Alex, um, and said, hey, would you like to be a part of this? Do you think that you guys would drive us around so that we could pop in and out to a, different, a few different places? And Aaron actually jumped right on board. He said, I've been wanting to do an event like this too. So he and I partnered together um, and we are bringing the very first influencer-focused event to Chattanooga. And it's happening next week. You're coming. Yes, I am. I'm so excited. Um, So maybe we'll get some sound bites for your podcast. That would be great. I have a mobile recorder so I can take it with me and pew, pew, pew. Yes, from Wines Over Water. You Mm -hmm. did it for that. Love it. So long story short, we have partnered 15 influencers with um, five brands right here in town and a couple other sponsors that are going to chip in some fun swag for, for people. I'll let it be a surprise for now. Um, but we are going to take the chatty wagon to a few different restaurants and we are going to get a completely private behind the scenes tour of the new Moxie Hotel that is nice. going to open just a couple days after our event. Oh, perfect timing. Yes. Oh, I love it. So we're going to we're gonna partner with um, Lassen Lions, which is a local vodka distillery company here okay. in Chattanooga. And um, they're bringing a mixologist, and we are going to learn how to make the Sipsy Chat, which is a completely one-of-a-kind cocktail that they are making specifically for Sipsy Chat, which is what we're calling this fun little venture. <sighs> Um, you know, I love a good cocktail. (laughs) Oh yes. So if you want to find out more about what we're doing, you can follow Sipsy Chat and Sipsy City on Instagram. Um, and we are actually getting ready to expand. So we're doing our first event in Chattanooga and we've already been asked to come to Nashville and Atlanta and Chicago and all over. So Sipsy City will be so amazing how fast that happened. 36 hours. Because I remember like a week ago when you told me about it and now we're recording this and like you've got five cities. Yeah. Well, actually, um, we are working on 
uh, working with another company that has 13 cities nice. that they would like to get involved, <gasps> as well as like like they they're in like London and fun places. Oh my gosh, like that. London! <laughs> so um, so we're working on getting those details hashed out, and I'll let you know when we have more info. But so Sipsy City is the parent organization of this, and each city will have its own Instagram so that you can watch what's happening in your city. But maybe if you've moved, like you did from Atlanta. And we're doing. You want to follow Atlanta events too? Then you'll just look for Sipsy mm-hmm. ATL. I have some friends in Atlanta that would super be interested in that. So I'll have to yes, work and some that's magic. What, that's what all this is about, right? So while yes, it's a fun way for me to make make friends and to bring like minded people together and to support local business in in these big cities, it's also a way to sort of prove what I do, mm-hmm. right? So as a networking and communication expert traveling and teaching this, this is a perfect way to prove my model and say, look, I can bring the right people together to support businesses, to support influence, to support local commerce, to support tourism, whatever it is, it can all come together. We can all work together and create our own community of people that are really, really, really what become the heart and soul of these cities. Absolutely. And that's my favorite thing about Chattanooga is like bringing those people together because we all love the city. And we all love so many similar things like the active lifestyle and travel and great food. And so why not celebrate those and also give people an outlet to be a part of Chattanooga if they don't get to live here? Mm -hmm. And then do the same for some other amazing cities around the world. And show people why they should visit or move here or what have you. Yes. I will say though, I have to do a plug because... Everything that I've heard about Chattanooga and tourism, it makes me sad. There are so many things. We've been here for seven months and we have barely scratched the surface of all of the things to do. We've only been to one waterfall and we have like hundreds. Mm -hmm. We've only been hiking a couple of times because we keep having company that doesn't want to hike. If you come visit (laughs) us, you have to go hiking. New rule. Um, But there's so much to do here and people think of it as a day trip. And, and it's not. It's not. You have to You have to stay for at least a weekend. And if you need to know where to go, ask Kate. Find me. We will hook you up. Yes. We know where to go and what to do. I actually um, have a weekend guide to Chattanooga on my blog. Do it. Yes. So if you go to athoughtandahalf.com and search weekend guide for Chattanooga, you'll find it. It's right there. Yes, but there's so much to do. And we have some of these amazing hotels like the Moxie that's getting ready to open, the Edwin when that just opened. The Westin, the Dwell. Yes. So the dwell, what an awesome place. That we do place photo is shoots. so cool. We do photo shoots there for work and it's just like a dreamland. It is. I love that place. It's such a cool, like kitschy little, the reason you do photo shoots there is because every wall is different. There's mm-hmm. something different in every room. It's so cool. I love that place. But so plan to stay. If you come to enjoy our beautiful city, like plan to stay because it is not just Rock City and Ruby Falls anymore. Oh my gosh. You have to do those things and the aquarium, but- Outside of that, this is an incredibly diverse, super exciting, fast-paced, but very slow-paced, perfect-for-everyone city. Mm -hmm. This is the best place to come vacation, I think. And we have a river and a couple of lakes. So if you like to be on the water, you have that too. (laughs) Yes. I wakeboarded a ton when I was growing up. And then we sold our boat when we sold our lake house. And I, when we moved here, I was like, there's wakeboard boats everywhere. So if you're listening to this and you want me to come wakeboarding with you, please find me on Instagram because we don't have a boat anymore. (laughs) But wait till the spring because it's cold. Do you like stand up paddle boarding? I do. That's my jam. Yeah. My parents live on a lake in North Carolina and they have boards. Yes. And I'm hoping it's like unseasonably warm when I go home for Thanksgiving so I can get out and paddle a little bit because it's like super quiet where they live and there's like three coves that I can just go paddle around for a little bit. Yes. I love stand up paddleboarding. Just lay and just float and read a book for a while. Have you ever done paddleboard yoga? I have not. It's so hard. Oh yeah, I've seen it done. Um, we actually did a really cool thing that I would love to do here if we can find. We need a dog charity to support. Um, but there was a. Uh, a dog rescue charity in Florida that put on a thing called the Salty Dog Paddle. And every month on the full moon, you would rent your paddle boards or bring yours if you had yours. And like, I don't know, I'm a horrible judge of like numbers, but somewhere in like the 50 to 60 range of people would all get together and we'd put like glow sticks on and wear our bathing suits and whatever. And somebody would bring a cooler and somebody would bring music and lights and whatever. And we would paddle from this marina over to an island that is probably as far as that little island is from the Hunter mm-hmm. Museum. I forget. Is that Mutton Island or something like that? I forget something like that. It starts with an M. Yeah. 
McClellan Island, yes. maybe something. Yeah. It, Mutton Island is actually in Florida, um, <laughs> next to Peanut, where we always used to go. Aww. But so we would paddle over there, and then we'd hang out for a couple hours in the full moon and dance and sing and play and just, you know, have have a good time. And then we would paddle around the island and, and go back. Oh, that's so fun. But it was, it really was. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We could probably do something with one, the Humane Educational Society or one of the animal shelters. Yeah, for sure. I'm all, my, my kitty cats are rescues, so I'm all for anything that supports animal rescues. Same. It's my cat down here. All right. Um, is there anything else we haven't covered that you wanted to talk about? Well, you're so easy to talk to. I could probably talk forever <laughs> with you. But we don't have to keep the computer on to do that. No, that's true. <laughs> um, so where can everyone who loves you follow you on the internet to learn more? So thankfully, no one else has my goofy name. So all of my social media, my LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook, but I deleted the app, guys. Oh, um, I did too. I'm not into Facebook anymore. Mm-hmm. There, It's not my jam. Um, but everything is at legit Sarah Jane. So it's legit. And then my full name is S-A-R-A-J-A-N-E. No H. No H. And no space either. Um, so it's legit Sarah Jane. Or you can go on my website, which is Sarah Jane, S-A-R-A-J-A-N-E, at SarahJaneGates.com. Awesome. I'll throw all that in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me. It has been lovely. I'm super excited for Sipsy Chat next week. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, yeah, tune in and I'll be Instagramming the hell out of that. Yeah. And I'm sure. Definitely a lot of stuff on a lot of people's stories. We have 15 of what I will call the most influential people in Chattanooga. I'm so excited. Yes. And you're one of them. I love it. So excited. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you, Sarah Jane, for joining me. It has been lovely. Uh, This has been another episode of the Nougabelle podcast. Thank you all so much for listening.